Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Welcome back, my friend. I am glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad that we get to be together in the Text Talk studios today, looking at the Word of God. Yes, absolutely. Going to continue talking about Hebrews. I was getting missed this. I was getting some texts the other day, some people making some suggestions for the program, then they're like, hey, wait a second, how far ahead do you record? I'm like, well, I mean, sometimes it's three and four weeks ahead, and sometimes it's 30 minutes ahead. 30 minutes ahead. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, we were so we were, we were way out there, and then yeah. some traveling back and forth, and now we're just last minute. So we'll, we'll catch up. Things. We'll catch up. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get back where we need to be. But I, I just laughed at that question. I was like, well, what day are you asking? Sometimes <laughs> exactly. we're really far ahead. Yep, yep. Um, so far ahead that we joke about current events because we have no idea what would be going on there. Absolutely <laughs> no idea. No idea. And so have no idea what's going to be going on on Monday, May 16th, 2022. No, but Lord willing, there will be text talk going on. And so we're looking at Hebrews chapter 3 today. Yes, Hebrews chapter 3. Let's jump in here. Hebrews 3, I'm going to read verses 1 through 6 in the English Standard Version. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God." Now, Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, and we are his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in our hope. We are his son if we hold fast. We are his house. We are his house if we hold fast. If we hold fast. Yeah, that's huge. Right off the bat, that that was something I picked up here just reading it now, even separate from all the reading I've I've done ahead of time. you know, some of the things I want to talk about, the honor and glory that Jesus deserves, but it just hit me as I was reading that paragraph. Oh, wait, the builder has more glory and honor than the house, and we are his house. house. And so Jesus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has more honor and glory than you and I do. Yeah. We're the house. Yeah, absolutely. We have honor and glory because he is our builder, but as he builds us, it shows the honor and glory for him. Yeah. And I think I think that kind of goes, you know, I, I did some construction work, and I, I think the, the idea is when you look at a house that is mm-hmm. nicely built, what do you know? Yeah. Well, the house didn't do that on its own. No. You, and while you marvel at a house and a very nice house, and I've seen some very nice houses, what's really impressive is there's somebody who pieced that together. Yeah. There's somebody yeah. who designed that. There's somebody who who did the, the work, the decoration, put the pieces of wood sure. together all that stuff, and that's the one who gets praised and honored for that. You know, the primary context here is about the glory-deserving Christ. Yes. But you, there is, I think, a point to make, just, you know, piggybacking on what you just said there, of an apologetic value. You know, this, you look at the world around you, and it points to a designer, yeah. and that there should be glory given that designer. Yes. Uh, the God is the maker of all things, as the Hebrew writer said. Yeah, and so we, when we see the mm. the wonderful design, how well yeah. things work, you know, our our solar system yeah. is moving at, at what millions of miles an hour through space. Then, then the the planets are moving around the sun as the sun moves through space, and then 
the the satellites, the moons, moons. are moving around mm-hmm. the planets, and yeah. all of this is happening millions of miles an hour, right. and yet it is so precise, we are able to launch a rocket from the Earth and land it on where the moon is going to be. Right. When, when it's going to be when, there. When it's going to be there. And that's that just blows my mind. Yeah. It's amazing it's how a, we're able to do that. It's a fine-tuned universe. And it points to a design and, and glory for him. Yeah. Now, speaking about glory and honor, mm-hmm. uh, I'm tracking through Hebrews here that first there was the talk about these marvelous angels, but Jesus is greater than the angels. Yes. And deserving more glory than the angels. And because uh, he is greater, we need to listen to him. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, the second chapter ended with a callback to his victory over death, mm-hmm. uh, breaking the power of Satan. Uh, reminding us that in Christ we are the seed of Abraham, and there is help there. He's a good and faithful high priest, but he's a greater priest Mm -hmm. than what we've known. And now we get into Moses, Uh, and uh, we're we're pointing to or looking to all of these figures, I guess, of of great repute and majesty in the Old Testament perspective, uh, the Jewish perspective, to say that Jesus is greater. And and it's really something to say that one greater than Moses has come. Moses was accorded high honor among the Israelites. He was perhaps among the Jews, as they looked back throughout their history, the greatest. Mm -hmm. Maybe David. Uh, You've got David and Moses. I think the the three would be David, Moses, and Abraham Mm -hmm. right there at the top. The the patriarch, the king, king, and of course the giver of the law, the one who delivered them from Egypt. He was... He was, yeah. He man, just something else. If you wanted to say that somebody was deserving honor and really wanted to to emphasize how much honor they deserved, compare them to Moses. Yeah, you know, he he deserves honor like Moses deserves honor. And for the Jews, even in the time of the New Testament, that's you're talking about top. You're, I mean, you you just you just don't get higher than that. Isn't it funny how uh, from the first century Jewish perspective, the Pharisees and so forth, they could look back and see. Um, Moses, and he's just fantastic, mm-hmm. it, and kind of gloss over the fact that in his day, he was controversial, that in his day, in his time, there were people around him who were not giving him honor, not sold on him. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why you love Moses and yeah. respect him is because of his faithfulness to God, his willingness to intercede for the people, even when the people were turning on him. Yeah. And isn't it ironic that here you have Jesus, uh, who is going about doing miracles, helping the people, but the religious leaders, you know, they're turning on him, the controversy there, and they'll even put him to death. Yeah, so Korah, Dathan, and Abiram Mm -hmm. rebelling against Moses Moses and Aaron, and you know, who do you guys think you are? We're a part of this Levitical family as well, and uh, some of them were other tribes. Now I'm I'm trying to remember... I thought Cora was in. Yeah, was he Levi. was a Levi. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Levi. All of a sudden, but it was like on the mic, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, am I remembering that correctly? No, I, I believe you. I remember that correctly because because the deal was God had chosen Moses. Yeah, yeah, that was His anointed one. That was His selected one. Then you even have the time when Aaron and Miriam speak against Moses. All right, and I think that one is very specifically alluded to in this passage. If you go back to Numbers chapter 12 and right. verse 7. Yeah, let's go back Numbers there. Numbers chapter 12 and verse 7. Listen to this verse, and then I'll go back and read the context. 
So God is speaking. He says, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. Ah. So this, this passage here, the paragraph we read in Hebrews, as it's talking about Moses being faithful in the house, it's going back to this. Yeah. Now, I think, look. So now, that house is God's tabernacle there in Numbers? Well, I'm not sure that it actually refers to the tabernacle, though that certainly it should would be brought to our mind. Whenever you talk about God's house, and especially in connection with Moses, the tabernacle is going to come up. I think there is certainly the faithfulness we see in Exodus where we've got God says, build the tabernacle like this. Yeah. And then we've got Moses build the tabernacle. And it's like reading the same chapters right in a row. Here's what I said. Here's what Moses did. There's a lesson to be learned there. There is. Do it the way God says it. And I think the Hebrew writer will even make that point in a couple of (laughs) chapters, actually. So be faithful as Moses was faithful. However, I wonder if just faithful in the house here is is even more a little bit more mundane of an illustration like a steward over a house. Oh, okay. Here is God that has a dominion who mm-hmm. has a a house, if you will, has a rule yeah. and he has set Moses up as a chief steward. It's kind of like Joseph back in Potiphar's house, right? Where he's able to say everything in this house is under my control. The Potiphar has subjected everything to me. He doesn't even give a thought about it, uh, except for you, Potiphar's wife, Mrs. Potiphar. Uh, you right. Know, you, you. I don't get to. Yeah. We, we don't get to be involved in a relationship. And then he goes, he gets thrown in jail, and ends up kind of in the same place under Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh's okay. You're going to be the steward over all of my right. house, my dominion, all everything I have rule over. I really think that it's that picture there. It's going to apply to the tabernacle, but I think it's that picture there. Moses is is the steward of my house. So all of his things. Yeah, all just of his, yeah. The I've, people, I've given him servants, charge. Yeah, the whole so deal. Going to talk about Israel, the laws, the tabernacle, all of it together. But now listen to the context of what was happening here in Numbers twelve, verse one. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. When the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous like snow." And of course, there's some ongoing interaction regarding that leprosy in order to heal Miriam and Moses interceding. Maybe I shouldn't just, you know, oh, well, there's Moses interceding because that's going to connect to Jesus interceding also. Some real parallels between what happens here and what we've seen in Hebrews. So remember how Hebrews started. Mm-hmm. Long ago, in various times, in various ways, Spoken God different. spoke through these prophets, right. and he did it in these different ways, but now he's speaking through his son. Mm-hmm. We've got this similar kind of statement here. God says about Moses, look, I, I communicate with other prophets. They get visions, they get dreams, they get riddles. It's not very clear, but with Moses, I talk face to face. Moses, okay, yes, Aaron and Miriam, you have been used as prophets, but I talk directly right. with Moses. Moses is the one up on the mountain. Yeah. And so yeah. so we've got Moses is high above all the other prophets. But what do we find here in Hebrews? 
that Jesus is high above all of that. Yeah. He's even high above the angels that mm-hmm. God used mm-hmm. to produce this face-to-face communication and all this prophesying. But but what we have here is Jesus deserves more glory. He deserves more honor. And if Aaron and Miriam are going to face discipline for speaking against Moses, mm-hmm. what will we face if we speak against Jesus? Mm, yeah. And yeah. I, th- I think that's really tied into this purpose of this letter slash sermon that is being given to these Hebrew Christians, where there's a fear that they're going to fall away, that they're going to turn away from right, Jesus. Right. If you're not going to listen to Jesus, if you're going to drift away from him, you look, yeah. he deserves honor. All the honor that you're giving Moses, he deserves more. When, when you're going back to Moses and giving Moses more honor than Jesus, you're not doing right. Mm, mm. I see that. I see that. Uh, and that calls us back to chapter two and verses one through four. Yes. You know, that, that warning there that we give the most more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Yes. And so there's a danger there. I'm not going to say this is the worst chapter break in the Bible, but because there's a chapter break, it does feel like we've moved to a different section. But really, I think all of chapter three is still explaining the first four verses of that what we had this chapter away. two. Yeah. Be, beware of drifting away. Why? Because this is who Jesus is. Don't drift away from him. He deserves even more honor than we give Moses. Don't don't go back to Moses. Yeah. Stay with Jesus. And hold fast that confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Yeah, absolutely. Because Jesus yeah. is faithful in all his yeah. house. Amen. As a Amen. son. Yeah. Well, we're so glad you joined us for Text Talk today. I think we've gotten off to a great start here in Hebrews chapter 3. Some wonderful things to think about with the design of God, with the glory of Christ, who is the Son, and we are his house. Mm-hmm. We praise him for that. Amen. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, and let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for today. Father, help us to appreciate the grandeur of the design of your house to rejoice that we might be a part of it through Christ and the gospel. Father, to give proper glory and honor where it is due. To Christ our Lord, to you our Father and great designer. We pray, God, that this day we might honor you above all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Hey, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. I know how we like our coffee. Yeah, I love it. Sometimes we even joke that, you know, Text Talk is brought to you by Starbucks. That's it, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm reading this chapter and I'm wondering. Would Jesus ever go in a Starbucks? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, Not at all. Well, why? Well, because he brews his own. <laughs>